Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Heavenly Father, we are about to reach your weight. May you just come, dear God, and anoint the reading of your weight. And Lord, just not just the reading, but the baking up, dear God. Because everyone can read, but we need the supernatural baking of the Holy Ghost to back up the written weight. Dear God, demons have been bound already. Believers have already rendered the songs of Zion to you. And dear God, now we are entering another important phase of the service, which is the preaching of the weight. And dear God, we know that through the preaching of the weight, healing comes. 
We know that through the preaching of the weight, deliverance come. And we know that through the preaching of the weight, people are placed positionally. And right now, we bind every spirit in the name of Jesus Christ as we commit everything to you. Amen. God bless you richly. As we turn to the book of 2 Kings, the 6th chapter. Do we still testify to unbelievers? Do we still testify to unbelievers? The amen is not coming. Do we still testify to unbelievers? Do we still do it? Amen. Now, how many are testifying? Uh, how many are busy with somebody that they are busy with now? All right. If you are busy, let me help you. You just go to the library after the service. You take one copy of this and you give it to the person that you are testifying to. We give it to you for free. Amen. After church, then you go to that person and say, I've got a book for you. Amen. Just after church, collect it there. Now, Second Kings chapter 6, verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, And gone forth. Behold, and a host come past the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he, saw, and he saw, and behold, and behold the, mountain was full of horses, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire, fire round about Elisha. He, he saw, but he wasn't seeing until his eyes were open, but yet his eyes were open. All along he was looking. But uh, later on, his eyes, thinking that his eyes are open, but his eyes were, not, was not, were now open for another dimension. Then he saw what he initially did not see. May God help us that somebody's eyes this morning, may they open. May they see something that they did not see initially, so that the fear can leave them as you take your seat.
I was having a testimony of Brother Shetty that we wanted just to play for you, but it looks like there was a challenge with our audio, but they are working on it. If they get it right, we'll play it towards maybe the end of the service, just to show you what God has done. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that God is still in the business of miracles? Uh, last week, uh, it was in the service. You know, sometimes you have to be very sensitive to the operation of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when, when you are a preacher and you are standing in the front ministering to the people, uh, it's a battle. Uh, it's a battle. Sometimes the, the battle is not so much about the enemy, it's the mind of the preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why Brother Brun says you've got to put yourself aside and let God operate. Now, uh, last week as we were ministering, I think there was somewhere where I said, we are clearing the way for Brother Chetty. Do you still remember? Do you still remember? Now, you know, after you say a statement like that, then obviously the devil jumps in and say, uh, aren't you bringing an unnecessary attention on Brother Chetty? Was it necessary to say that? But you say, devil, you keep quiet. God said it for a reason. And later he gave me a call about how he had to go for the medicals. And when he got the, I think they wanted him to call out the alphabet. I think it was the, I think the eighth, eighth line. And he said he just couldn't make it out. They requested him to look at the seventh line. He couldn't make it out. They requested him to look at the sixth line. He couldn't make it out. They requested him to make to look at the fifth line. It was a battle. So that means he was failing the eye test. But before he could be tested, there is a, a sternness, very strictness that was there that had failed the man that Brother Chetty traveled with to Nelspreit, his friend. He had already, she had already failed that man because of high blood pressure. Now Brother Chetty was there, now it was the eye test assessment and he was, he was failing. But before he could go to that nurse, there was a switch. That nurse left, another one took over. And the one that took over somewhat made it like it was her own battle. Like, we've got to get this right. And said, we're going to try one more time. They tried, and Brother Chetty said he had to blink one eye and look at with one, another eye. And somewhat, the lady, after he looked, she looked at Brother Chetty and wrote 2020 vision on the cart and gave it to him. Yeah. 
And he said, actually, when he was in the service, before I could say that statement, he was battling and say, am I going to make it with the medicals? Because my hearing is bad, my eyesight is bad. He says, three minutes after that, that's when the statement dropped that we are clearing the way. They did the hearing as well he passed. Then everything was fine. But the man that he traveled with to Nelspreit had failed. And this is the man that is linking up to the job. He felt bad and went to the brother, to the man and said, look, I'm going to pray for you. The same God that worked for me will work for you. Go again in the afternoon for the, for the blood pressure test. They prayed, and in the afternoon, he went, he passed. Now, all I'm simply saying, when we are in church, there is God that is here. And as a minister is ministering, I could have simply said, let me not say it. The Holy Ghost says, say it about Brother Chichi. I could have said, don't. I would have been disobedient to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Meanwhile, he was in the seat. He said, actually, he was intending that towards the end of the service, he was going to step to the fore and say, can I just have prayer because I need prayer. But meanwhile, he was pulling the Holy Ghost towards his direction. Now you understand why Brother Brandon would say, Mr. Anderson, you missed it. And now it has moved to the next person. So when the minister is behind the pulpit, there is a lot of pulling that is taking place. I, I hope we are together. And as well as there is a lot of the devil pulling. It's not just a gathering. Something takes place beyond what the eye can see. I was a week last. I was, there's just a humming sound here, your piano, if you can just attend to it. There was a, I think a, a last time I spoke about the supernatural encounter. Do you still remember? Then we moved from the supernatural encounter. Then we spoke about the supernatural realm. And this morning I want us to speak about the supernatural channel. Hallelujah. Are you in church this morning? This morning I want to speak on the supernatural channel. That's what I intend on speaking on this morning. Maybe just to kick start with this quotation. Take the rod and gather the people. Paragraph 8. Brother Brenham says, when you are praising God, it's your voice. When you are lost in the spirit, praising God. See what I mean? If I should try to use one speck of my thoughts, it would be wrong. As you are ministering, as I'm ministering, if I dare use even one speck of my thoughts, it would be wrong. I must depend fully upon the Holy Spirit. 
on the angel of God. Therefore, I can only speak as he speaks. And he can only speak as you believe it. He can only speak as you Are you here this morning? Now, I do not expect everybody to be healed. There is exceptions. Many people are great lovers of God, raised up under the church. They believe their church. That's right. They believe God. But as far as the supernatural being operating in a human being today, that's beyond anything they could swallow. Do you get it, folks? But that's where the truth is. And that is the truth as God is my supreme judge. That's where the truth lays. So there are people that don't believe that the supernatural can operate on a human being. But we believe the supernatural can operate on a human being. I like it in one message, Brother Brennan speaks to a sister during discernment. He says, sister, you have received the physical results of a supernatural action. You have received the physical results of a supernatural action. And my desire this morning is somebody get the physical results from a supernatural action. That's my desire this morning. Now, Brother Branham, when he speaks on the text that we just read from Show Us the Father, paragraph 17, he says, when his eyes come open to see the supernatural, this is speaking about Gehazi, as his eyes had to be opened up when Elisha requested his eyes to be opened up. When his eyes come to come open, come open to see the supernatural world, all around that old prophet was angels. The mountains was on fire with angels of chariots of fire. See, there is a world right here now. There is a world right here now. In this building are legends of angels. In this building right now, there are legends of angels. Jesus said in the Psalms through David that the angels of God are encamped about those who fear him. So look at the believers here, those who fear God. So the angels are everywhere. Now, if you can just worship God, and open your eyes, you will find out that God is around us. Now, by God's help, I'm going to prove to you that God is right here. And that is my desire in this service, to prove to you that God is right here. I spoke about a supernatural encounter. I spoke about a supernatural realm. A realm is a sphere. It's a dimension. Now I want to speak about a supernatural channel. The moment you speak about a channel, you speak about connecting one point to the next point. And now this morning we want to say 
There is a supernatural realm that we spoke about, but let's speak about a channel of that supernatural channel. Are you with me this morning? Now, question and answers, paragraph 78, somewhere where I'm going. And it says, and I said in the beginning, what you are somewhere else is what you reflect here. What you are, what your celestial or, celestial or terrestrial body is up yonder, what your celestial body is somewhere else is what you are reflecting back here. In the spirit land, what you are is what you reflect here, is what you are here. So this morning as we are here, there is a spirit land. Hallelujah. And you are a being in that spirit land. And what you are here is a reflection of what you are there. Hallelujah. And this, why am I reading this quotation? Before you can get what I'm going to speak about, before you can comprehend and understand what I'm going to preach about, you have to be connected to your being in the spirit land. Hallelujah. You cannot comprehend the supernatural until such time you are connected to the supernatural. And you are connected to your celestial body in the spirit land. Now, whatever happens in the service, you become a subject of what you are in the spirit land. Hallelujah. Now, there are times when your terrestrial body takes a certain direction that it does not want to take, but is compelled by what you are in the spirit land. Are you with me, folks? That's why I battle many times when somebody sleeps in church. I wonder what happens to their spiritual, to their spiritual body. Because you've got to be connected to your spiritual body. Hallelujah. Your spiritual body cannot say amen while you are sleeping in church. There's got to be a sync between your spiritual body and your terrestrial body. Terrestrial body. Your terrestrial body is an expression of your spiritual body. Your terrestrial body is your spiritual body made manifest. You raise your hand in church because your spiritual body raised the hand in the spirit land. I hope we are together this morning. Now, this morning, there are angels. I've said it right at the beginning of this series. There are angels in the building. There are demons in the building. And there is the devil in the building. And there is God in the building. And there is you in the building. And a battle is taking place. And what is going to win is not so much about a collective as a church. It's you in your corner. It depends what you are reinforcing as the service unfolds. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, people sometimes when you say the devil, they say, they say, hang on, what do you mean? Job 1 verse 6. Maybe let's read it together. Now there was a, ta- there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Now, 
Have we come to present ourselves before the Lord today? Hallelujah. And Satan came also among them. I want to record, put it on record. The devil never misses the service. Hallelujah. Every service, the devil is in attendance. And he wants to listen. What are you listening to? And he wants to listen to what you may have missed as well. So that's why I say, the devil is here this morning, is listening to me preaching. Demons are here listening to me preaching. Angels are here listening to me preaching. Your spiritual bodies are here listening to me preaching. But you cannot see them with the naked eye. Now, in the message, Expectations, paragraph 4, the prophet says, now, we are human, and we are supernatural also. We are human, and we are supernatural also. Uh, And maybe before I get to carry on with my sermon, Tell me something, was there ever a time and I was fellowshipping with a brother? There are times where you may go to a place and everything seems normal. But you pick up immediately that something is not right. Has it ever happened? Maybe you visit a certain home. It's not your home. You are a visitor there. But once you get there and they give you a place where you're going to lodge in for the night, but at that moment, you pick up that it's going to be a long night. You can't put your finger on it, but you've got, you can pick up, for a lack of a better way, the frequencies or the vibrations in that home, that something in this home is not right. Am I talking to you? Now, similarly, Brother Brenham goes and he gets booked into a motel. And as he's booked into a motel, he's there to lodge in for the night. But as he's about to sleep, then he says, hang on, I cannot sleep here. Then he goes back to the reception and says, change my room. Then later he comes, he says, there was a spirit of adultery in that motel room. Now, if a spirit of adultery can be lingering in a hotel room, I believe that a supernatural spirit of God can be lingering in the church. You've got to see the flip side of it as well. Now, we are human And we are supernatural also. Every person in here is a supernatural being. In your body dwells a spirit. And that spirit is either of God or it's it's not of God. And now that's the part that we have to deal with. This This is the part that we have to deal with this morning. The spirit that's in you. And everyone in here has got a spirit. It's either is a spirit of God or is not of God. But everyone is a supernatural. You remember I said it to you the other time. 
I said it doesn't mean the supernatural is only for believers. Even unbelievers have got their own realm of the supernatural. That's why the Magi saw Brother Brenham and told him and said, you were born under a sign. She was not a believer. She practiced astrology. But as a Magi, she could identify that this man was born under a sign. Meanwhile, other ministers did not see much to him, but this major saw something in the prophet. Are you still with me? Maybe I spoke about the message, a man within a man. When you were born in the maternity ward, we know that water broke and blood came and you came and there was suspense, suspense in the maternity ward. What the doctor was waiting for was waiting for you to inhale. That inhale, the first inhaling was supernatural. Your entrance into this world was through inhaling. And your departure out of this world will be through exhaling. Are you still with me? Yes, you will inhale throughout your life. But the first inhaling was the supernatural. And the last exhale shall be the supernatural. Something came into you and something shall leave you. That's the supernatural. I hope we are together here. Now, in the message, the Queen of Sheba, paragraph 8, Brother Bram says, always remember church, God's words are true. Do you believe that? I believe the right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will bring it to pass. The right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will bring it to pass. If you can look at it in the right way. If you can look at it in the right way. But remember, here is my standard in life. I've tried to do this. The first thing, I want to find out whether it's the will of God or not. Then I know it's God's will. The next thing is, is my objective to it and my motive in doing it. Then if it's the will of God and my objective is right, and my motive is right, and I have, faith, I have faith that it will be done. First is the will of God, and my objective is to glorify him, and my motive is to give him all the glory, so there is no selfish motives about it. If you have selfish motive, it won't work. I'm giving you a remedy, folks. Before you do anything, the first question, have a clarity of mind. Is this the will of God? Brother Brenham says, how do you know if it is the will of God? There must never be one scripture against it. And if there is no one scripture against it, yes, it is the will of the Lord. The next question would be, is the motive right? And the objective is right. If the will of God, if it is the will of God and the objective is right and the motive is right, you are unstoppable. Hallelujah. I say you are unstoppable. It is going to be done, irrespective. 
I hope we are together. Somewhere where we are going. Same message, Queen of Sheba. I'm continuing with the same quotation. So there is, a, there is genuine faith, but you must come, you must come into the realm, into the real channel of God to have that genuine faith. There is genuine faith, but you must come into the re- real channel of God to have that genuine faith. There is human faith, then there is faith of God. You must have a godly faith to believe. Now, then, to have godly faith, you must have the mind of Christ in you. Then that's how God projects it to you, visions, revelations, and all these things comes by the mind of Christ being in you. You get it. Let the mind that was in Christ be in you. So this morning, we have genuine faith, and we've got human faith. And by the genuine faith, you must get come into the right channel for it. And I'm going to show you what I mean by a channel. This morning, we may be speaking, and as we are speaking, as I'm trying to build maybe my foundation, there is a lot of spiritual fine-tuning, if you get what I mean. Have you ever seen when you've got a radio and it's out of tune? And it's making a bit of that shh. And you keep on tuning. You're looking for clarity. What are you looking for? You're looking for a channel. So this morning you came to church, but I bet you were not in a channel. Somewhat there were domestic affairs, business affairs. And rightly so, because we live in this, on this earth. Concerns about life, issues. But as you are coming, the brother that led to the song, he was trying to adjust your tuning. And songs were sung, testimonies came, and they are trying to tune you back into the supernatural channel. Now the way it is here, you still have thoughts galore in your mind. But bit by bit, we are removing them because we want you to be tuned to the supernatural. Uh, I hope we are together this morning. Now, in the message, proving, in the message, question and answers, so that I just bring clarity to this supernatural channel. I think this after Jesus had asked the disciples, who do you men say I am? And some said, you are Elijah, some said this and that, and say, who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. Now watch. Then he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Plump over to the Lord Jesus. But my Father, which is in heaven, has revealed this to you. And upon this rock, the revelation of Jesus Christ, upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell can't prevail against it. The word prevail, it means There's going to be a battle, but they shall not prevail. You shall face battles, but those battles shall never prevail against you. Hallelujah. Battles will come, trials will come, but there is a spoken word behind your life that no matter what comes or goes, you shall prevail. 
I hope we are together. That's what he said, spiritual revelation. And I say that you are Peter, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever, because you've got a spiritual open channel between here and heaven. Peter, through the keys of the kingdom of heaven, he had an open channel. And I'm going to show you what you can do in that channel. But what opens that channel? It's a revelation. The key that is being spoken about here, it's a revelation. And once, then he say, because you've got a spiritual open channel between here and heaven, flesh and blood, you never took in a seminary, you never took a schooling, you never took a course of theology, but you depended on God. And God revealed it to you. It's absolutely, it's absolutely the clear scriptures that tie it together. And I say, Peter, that's right, I'll give to you the keys. And what you bind on earth, I will bind it in heaven. Amen. What you set loose on earth, I will lose it in heaven. Amen. Are you still with me, church? But you are not just going to say, I bind. You must have the keys first. You must have the revelation first. Then that revelation opens up a channel between you here and the supernatural realm. And once that channel is open, whatever you say here, it goes through the supernatural channel and heaven backs it up. I hope we are together this morning. Are you here this morning? In the message proving his word, paragraph 63, he says, I remember in school, I learned something, and many of you learned the same lesson. When you have solved a problem, worked it out, you can take the answer and prove it by the problem. Folks, I'm giving you a, something that you can apply to your life. Amen. Maybe some have missed it, but this is profound. Let me read one more time. When you have solved a problem and worked it out, you can take the answer and prove it by the problem. Amen. That means if you had a problem and you found an answer to the problem, the answer is never independent from the problem. You need, still need to bring your answer back to the problem to prove that it is the right answer. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, are you here, folks? Amen. Maybe let me give, I think this one it speaks about in mathematics, you work it out and work it back. Hallelujah. Amen. But now I want to take it spiritually. Once you have solved a problem, you, you can, once you have solved a problem, you can never run away from the problem that you have resolved. That means if you were afraid of a witch, hallelujah, and you found an answer to a witch, you cannot relocate away from the witch. You need to remain where the witch is so that you take your answer and prove it by the problem. 
I hope somebody will get what I'm talking about this morning. Hallelujah. Did you get what I, I speak about here? Your answer can never be independent from your problem. What do we mean? I'm going to take it further. If you are an alcoholic and you came to the house of the Lord and accepted the gospel and you were supernaturally delivered from alcoholism, we cannot begin to say you must never be anywhere close to alcohol. Hallelujah. We say you will come in contact with it. But when you look at it, if the answer is right, the desire for consumption. Yeah. Folks, hear me. If we say you are delivered from alcoholism, but we say don't ever get close to it, and we make sure that you don't get close to it, and we put a barricade around you, you have not been delivered. You are, you are being rehabilitated. And supernatural intervention is above rehabilitation. Rehabilitation is human instrument. Yes, it can be done. But when we say you are delivered, you can look at it on the table and have no desire. Because your answer is proven, is proven by the problem. Brother, you have issues with women. Hey, he must never work with women. He must only be in a male dominated. No, you are not delivered. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. You are not delivered. Yes. Hallelujah. But when you are delivered, we want to take the same problem and bring it to your answer to test if your answer can be proven by the problem that it is the right answer. Hallelujah. That means you need to go and work with them. And they dress however way they dressed. But you've got a holy veil now. You don't see things that people see anymore. Why? You have been delivered. Why am I saying this? Many times Christians, you know, they normally say, uh, how do they put it? Some people overcome the temptations because they don't have the means to fulfill their temptations. Did you hear me? Hmm? I've got no woman issues. The question would be, you may be broke. And they may never look at your way, your direction, even if you wanted to. Uh, do you get what I mean? It's not yet a testimony. But the day you have the means and the ways, that's when we test whether you can stand. Are you here, church? I hope we are together. Amen. Let's come to this. This is very good. 
I learned something and many of you learned the same lesson. When you have solved a problem, worked it out, you can take the answer and prove it by the problem. How many ever did that? All of you, of course. Then you don't have to worry whether your answer is right or not. Amen. The problem's answer has been proved by the problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Therefore, you know you got the right answer. If every one of you, yours, on your slate or sheet has been proven, the problem proved by, the answer proved by the problem, then you got it. No one can say it's wrong. You've got to get it. If you do your work neatly and correctly and the way it should be done and your answer has been proven, you can sit back and rest with an assurance that you are going to get an A on that, on that sheet of paper that you turn in because it's been proven, proven by the problem. I hope we are together here. Don't run away from a problem. Hallelujah. Bring the answer back to the problem. And it will test whether the answer is right. I hope we are together here. Now, in the message, God who is rich in mercy, paragraph 210. The prophet says something very profound here. The television was discovered by a man called Philo, Philo Fensworth. Philo Fensworth. He discovered the television in 1921. What happened is that he was a 14-year-old boy. And he was pushing a horse-drawn harrow. You know, what did they used to use then to plow? And he was busy planting potatoes. And they say the way the lines were so neat, the straight lines were so neat, and the horizontal lines were so neat, right there when he saw the line and how accurate it was, they said he was inspired as a 14-year-old boy who stayed in a house that did not have television, television was not yet discovered, who stayed in the house that did not have electricity. Radio was still in its infancy, they did not have radio. But a 14-year-old boy stood there and looked at that row, how neat it was. He got inspired that there should be a way to be able to capture an image, a moving image on one end and process it through a tube and reassemble it on the other end. As a 14-year-old boy, he got inspired. And from that time, he began to work, and later on, that's what we call, we call him an inventor of television. Last week, I said something here. I said, last week when I was preaching here, I said the spiritual man is a little bit be far behind when you compare to him to a man of science. But later on, when I went to go and check, I found out that the man of science cannot progress without God allowing him to progress as well. Amen. How do you explain a 14-year-old boy 
to discover television in 1921. Then later I realized television is not an invention per se, it's a discovery. Because the Brother Brenham says in this message, the God who is rich in mercy, paragraph 210, he says, you know, like in television, television has picked up Television has picked up that every time we move our finger, anything, it's on record. Every word we say is on record. Now, see, television has proven that. Now, television doesn't manufacture a picture. It only channels the waves into the television. See, it doesn't make it. There was a television when Adam walked on earth. Mr. Fino Fesworth did not just discover what was already there. Television was there when Adam walked on earth. There was television when Moses came through the Red Sea. There was television when Elijah was on Mount Carmel. Now... They just now discovered it. But it was... So I say, they would have never discovered it unless they were guided by God. And if God can guide a 14-year-old in 1921 to be able to discover television and know how it works, surely in 2022, he can make somebody inspired in the service to look beyond what television discovered. Are you still with me here? And this is what I back in the message, the uncertain sound, paragraph 25. He says, after all, seeing in medical books that I even have at my home to read, I'm interested to medicine. Certainly am. Anything that will help God's people help human being. If it's peace, studying peace terms, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in a better community to live in. I'm interested in better schools for our children to go to. I'm interested in anything that's good, wholesome, and right. This is the prophet. So that's why I'm saying from time to time, God can inspire signs to bring new discoveries in order to make life better for a man. And Brother Bram say, yes, God can do that. I hope we are together. Now... Let's come to this, my brother, and the resurrection and the life, paragraph 20. He speaks about Elizabeth and as well as her husband, who was a priest. Was it Zachariah? Was it? Oh, all right, just checking. He was a priest. And Brother Brenham, he explains their home, because I'm on the channel. Folks, let me pause here for a while. Do not be surprised. Have you realized in recent time, everywhere you turn, everyone is becoming a homosexual? Even married men are homosexual. 
Now, I have observed, go and look at your news channels. There's been a recruitment drive of homosexual journalists in recent times. A drama on television is never complete unless it has a homosexual aspect to it. Somewhat I used to think a rainbow is a beautiful thing. And somewhere I wanted to ride and put a rainbow, but later I realized what I thought it was a rainbow is not a rainbow. Rainbow represents something else. They say it represents the alphabet community. Those alphabets, they are getting added every day. We started with LGBTQ, now there's IT, now they've put A. So every day there are new alphabets denoting until such time today, they say, you must never buy your child a toy. Because your toy will condition your child in a certain way. You have to make your child to be gender neutral until they are at the time where they can choose their own gender. Are you with me? Now, I'm warning you. These are the channels of hell. Your children, young as they are, they may not know. But it depends what channels you allow in your home. Every channel that you allow in your home has an influence. Folks, certain things we spoke to about them when they were afar, but they are coming right on our doorstep. If you are sleepy, you will be woken up by a reality. Things are becoming more and more tougher. But in this church, we believe God made Adam and God made Eve and nothing in between. And if you are anything in between, we'll lay hands on you. I believe it's still it's apostolic. It works in that way. Do you still believe it's politically incorrect? I'm aware, but I'm not here to be politically correct. I'm here to be heavenly correct. And I say channels have been opened in the end time into our homes. Men, a man is becoming extinct. Real men are becoming extinct. Amen. You look at this man, he is so clean. Nothing wrong with cleanliness. But you can see, this is way beyond a threshold of cleanliness. Hey, brother, but you even see that you can't ask him to do anything. This man is so spotless. Then later you just see with one movement of a hand and you say, that's it. I now know what I'm dealing with. God, may God protect our musicians from that spirit. I say may God protect our musicians from that spirit. That spirit loves music. 
Then it says, I'm the resurrection and the life, paragraph 20. There's righteous people walking in all the light of the world. That's the kind of a man that God can get into. If you're all saving all kinds of parties and beer and everything in your house, God will never visit you there. That's right. But if you've got a home that's cleaned up and living for God with prayer and the Bible open and a few tear stains on it, God can visit you. That's right. Because you have opened up a channel that it can come to. There is where it was. Do you hear it, folks? God does not just invade your home. You've got to open a channel. And how do you open a channel? There has got to be certain things that have got to be in order. And if you have never needed God to visit your home, you have got no idea the time is coming where you will have the desire that God, I want you into this house. Hallelujah. I hope we are together. Now, in the message, the fundamental foundation for faith, paragraph 15, the prophet says, so everything that God has spoke in his word, received into the right channel, will materialize that weight for whatever the promise behind it is. God will do it. He's obligated. So God spoke the word and made a promise. But the promise is not going to be actualized or happen just by happening on its own. It has to be received into the right channels. And sometimes how you open up this channel is through meditation. Are you still with me? You remember that auntie in Mississippi? who had a sick son, who had a sexual transmitted disease, and she prayed. But she went into the Bible and meditated on the Shunammite woman. As she meditated on that, that opened up a channel. And out of that channel walked out Elijah. So even this morning, we've got the supernatural channel in the building. Hallelujah. And that channel can be accessed. You can tune into it. And every promise that God made, once you tune into that channel, God can make that weight to be materialized. Are you still with me? So this morning as we are here, there is a supernatural realm. And here I'm not focusing on the devil or the, or, or the demons. There is God and his angels. And there is God's agent, the Holy Spirit. And that supernatural channel wants to interact with this channel. Let me give you an idea of what I'm speaking about. When we were still in S.J. van der Merve, there's a young man that received the message. He came from a Catholic background. And after he received the message, he was baptized. Then the schools closed. Then he went back home. And he was just excited when he got home. You know, the excitement, he comes into his home. He tells his father 
that, uh, you know, the, fo the Pope is the beast. That really infuriated that old man. He was so upset until it created such a commotion that the elder brothers had to go to that, his place. He was staying in Seshiro. Brother Lohodi was one of them. They went to this man's house, to this boy's house, to speak to the father. Because the father said, this boy has changed. This is not the same boy that I sent to school. So when they got there, the father had invited the other Catholic relatives. And when they were there, they tried to explain what the boy was speaking about. It got so heated that they became physical on them. And they had to run out of that house. And it was run about 10 o'clock in the evening. When they ran out, those brothers, and ran down the street, and after they ran for a mile or so, all of a sudden, they met a certain man. And this man, when they met, he looked at them and greeted them and said, don't worry, everything is going to be right. And he walked past them, and they don't know what he meant. They don't know what he came from. They didn't know even what he meant. But later, it dawned on them that that man was not just a man. That man is a man that understood what happened in the house. That man was a product of the supernatural channel. Heaven was coming down to confirm to them that you are on the right track. Are you here, church, this morning? Why am I taking time to labor on this? I want you to understand wherever you go, be sensitive and be deliberate in tuning to the supernatural channel. The supernatural channel, the supernatural realm is there to protect you all the time. But you've got to be tuned to it. I say you've got to be tuned to it. There are accidents that you survived. You were a minute late. Or you were a minute earlier. It was not you being late. It's because the supernatural channel was there protecting you. Let me give a testimony here. And I've given it. I want you to understand what I'm talking about. I was working in Siawuswa. Just next to Metro in Siawuswa. And it was around about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I just decided that I'm leaving work. And I needed to go to all the way to Genfest. I drove out, out of the depot, drove all the way for Kwane until I reached a place called Ramasha. When I got there an hour or two later, I got a call back from the office that as soon as you left, there is a car that came in. And we were robbed. And we were beaten. I say, they say, as soon as you drove out, you must have seen that car driving. I say, I was not even paying attention. I don't remember seeing the car. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, people that don't know God, they say, you were lucky. Are you with me? 
Then I went to work in Mukwasi, Brother Mutabino, Mukwasi Northwest. When I was there, I was in the office, and I was on the call with Pastor Tebel. This was in 2005. I'm on the call, I'm speaking to him. Then he said, I'm busy, can you call me in 15 minutes? Then I put the phone down, but something says, no, he will call you, don't wait. Immediately I drove out, I drove from Mkwasi to Pretoria East, Acadia. When I got there, an hour or one hour, 30 minutes later, I received a call. As soon as you drove out, there's a car that came in with a fidelity van and they robbed us. One hour, 30 minutes, they say you drove past that car. I don't remember. This is the second time. Then there was a time I worked with a man called uh, Joel Makula. He has been visiting our church. He's now based in Stellbord. I was working in Khrobosdal at the depot. One morning I decided that today I'm not going to work. I look on Kialofa. I am not going. My wife said, you are not going. I said, I'm not going. And we carried on, we carried on. Eight o'clock in the evening. And normally when I go, I would normally leave work seven o'clock in the evening just to make sure that trucks are back, they are checked in. Eight o'clock in the evening, I get a call from Joel. He says, we've been robbed. And say they were looking for you. And they, they took me to your office. They said I was like, you are there. Because they were looking for access to the safe. When I dropped away, I told my wife, I said, actually, according to the company, I should be the first suspect. That where were you? Where the day you were not there, they robbed. But if it is God, there will not be issues. Then I, right there, I realized. We as believers, Amen. what told me not to be there at that time? Amen. What told me to live earlier than when I was supposed to live? Is because there is a God. And that God has got a channel. And once we are tuned to that channel, God tells you, my child, live here. You don't know why you are living, but you live. Because you are tuned to the supernatural channel. The angels of God are encamped about those who fear his name. Sometimes it's an angel of the Lord that nudges you. It's time you leave. Are you still here, folks? I hope you're with me this morning. Now, in the message, the fundamental foundation for faith, paragraph 17. The prophet says now, the only thing that hindered the human race today from being superior and controlling, we were were made to be superior and controlling. Hallelujah. I know it's a negative term today to be controlling, but it's our nature. God made us to control our environment. The moment you feel that you cannot control the environment, you become anxious. Am I correct? 
you've got anxiety because you feel like you're not in control because you were made to be in control. The only thing that hindered the human race today from being superior and controlling like they did in the beginning is because the power lines of the outlet of God made in the human being has been clocked up. Uh, maybe clocked up, let's uh, explain what we mean. So, you know, there are times, sisters, where maybe in the zinc, maybe you make, uh, maybe there is fat, you are washing pans, and the fat goes into the zinc. Over the process of time, one day, water doesn't go through anymore. Is because the pump is clogged up. Yes, Are you with me? Yes. Now, Brother Branham says the power lines that made the human being to be superior and controlling, those power lines have been clogged up. And we're going to take what clogged up these power lines. Sometimes I say, I say this reverently, sometimes the theology and church doctrines have clocked up your faith line. What clocked up your faith? Brother Bram is identifying theology and such doctrines have clocked up your faith line. How can a theology clock up your, your faith line? It's because the theology takes God into heaven and makes him to remain there. Then he becomes the God of heaven. He becomes the almighty God. He becomes this punishing parent, fearful, that you need to be fearful of. But the message of the hour is not a theology. Then the message of the hour tells you, God has always wanted to become personal. Hallelujah. Church doctrines have clocked up your faith line. Clocked up your lines till you have been taught that those things can be and that puts a block in the way. It has become a time as I've spoken even last week that most of the time we don't have results in the pews because the pulpit has gone weaker. You can never rise above the level of the pulpit that you are feeding on. I'll repeat that. You can never rise above the level of the pulpit that you are feeding on. If the pulpit is average, you're going to be average. If the pulpit is defeated, you're going to be defeated. And if the pulpit is unholy, you're going to be unholy. It first begins with the pulpit. Are you still with me? But this morning, let this pulpit tell you, you were made to be a secondary God. Let this pulpit tell you, the issue that the days of miracles are over is a lie from the devil. God is still in the business of miracles. And God can move the elements to achieve the physical result by supernatural actions. It is my desire, and I'm consumed with this desire, to make you come to a point where you know we are not worshipping a historical God. Yeah. 
And if the lions are clocked up this morning, I want the lions to open up. And you can be whatever you want to be. It's not a motivational statement. It is the power of the spoken word. You are a secondary God. The primary God can create. The secondary God must create. Are you here, church? I say you are a secondary God. You can take charge of the environment and say, I am an amateur God. I'm not just a church member. I am an amateur God. Folks, let me tell you something. Brother Bram said, God took Jesus on the cross and he tore him apart and said that symbolized that he was making a covenant and said that covenant is made between you and God and he says in that message you cannot fail do you hear me it's not me saying that is the prophet messenger you cannot fail that's why you here you cannot fail. I don't care what you are about again. You cannot fail. Maybe somebody came to church this morning just to hear this statement. You cannot fail. Why? Because there is Calvary. A covenant was made between God and man that a man shall never fail. A little while the world shall see me no more. But yet you shall see me. I will be with you. And I will be in you. Until when? Until when? Until things goes bad. No, sir. Until right at the end. And we are here. We say God is in us. Oh, church, hear me and hear me now. God will bankrupt the heavens. Before he allows one believer to fail. God will bankrupt the supernatural channel before he allows a believer to fail. I'm preaching to an infallible army. I'm preaching to the people that will never fail. No matter what comes their way, rise up again. No matter what challenges are there, rise up again. Hallelujah. If we get defeated, what are we going to testify about? If we get defeated, what are we going to preach about? If we, if we don't have the result, what are we going to preach about? There is a God of heaven who wants to perform the miracles. Sister, don't worry, God is in control. Brother, don't worry, God is in control. This morning, this morning, close every channel. A channel, a human channel, close it. A channel of critics, close it. A channel of negativity, close it. A channel of demons, close it. There is only one channel. There is only one channel that we are opening up this morning. It's the supernatural channel. And in that channel, all things are possible. In that channel, there is healing. In that channel, there is deliverance. Hallelujah. Do you hear me, church? Sometimes people can give up and look at you and say, he's not going anywhere. Shame. Relatives give up at you. You're not going anywhere. You're going somewhere. 
I say you are going somewhere. And God will do the paradoxical until they say, hang on, is it you? Yes, it's me. By his grace. You know, after COVID, I see the table is pressing everybody down. People dreams that they had before COVID is pressing them down. And say, cannot be. People have got a low, low energy. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you, the table thought he stopped Jesus when he put him in the tomb. When they buried him, he thought, I'm done. But brother, you can't stop my Jesus. Within 72 hours, he was now walking to him house. The graves couldn't stop him. Hell couldn't stop him. Death could not stop him. And today I'm here. COVID cannot stop him. Even witches cannot stop him. But luck cannot stop him. Our God is unstoppable. And his church is unstoppable. Forward we go. Backward never. I'm looking forward, church. We're going to not leave this world on a, on, a, on a silent note. I want before we go, those that know their God. Those that know their God. Not everyone, but those that know their God. They shall do exploits. Who are those people? Who are those people? And which time is that? These are the people. And this is the time. If God can inspire a 14-year-old to discover television without school, just on the farm, discover television, what can God do in the church this morning? Who can he inspire this morning? Who can he inspire this and drop something in your heart? And say, that's it, I see it. That's mine. That's mine. Because it dropped down through the supernatural channel. Brother, your neighbors saw you going to church. Many years. Conventions. They saw your sister wearing long dresses. You want to tell me, after you took a stance for God, God can fail you? Oh, no, no, folks. No, no, no. God must do something in your life where they come and ask, what is your secret? And you say, Christ is the mystery of God revealed in my own life. I need people with a stubborn faith. Where results are not there. Symptoms are negative. But you still say, I know. It shall be done. How shall it be? I don't know. But I know it shall be done. I need a stubborn faith. The devil's children are going forward. Drunk as they are. 
sinful as they are, low life as they are, how much more about this? We are refusing. We are refusing just to be here. Our God is a God, the Almighty God. Do you believe that, folks? Do you believe that, folks? And, and this morning, the same angel, the same angel that was in William Brennan's meeting, the same, if he's the same, he must do exactly. While they are in the service, they steal a car. And in the country, Brother Bremen say they stole a car. Brother Bremen didn't say phone tracker. He didn't say you have insurance. He said, church, let's bow. There is a tracking device, which is the Holy Ghost. Not long, Brother Bremen say, wait a minute. I see where your car is. It was stolen by a young man. But the Holy Ghost has convicted his heart. You shall go and find your car at such and such place. And I say, if we serve the same God, and if we have the same attitude, he's obligated to fulfill the same result. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Brother Bram tells the brother, what you need, say God is going to give you the entire block of property is going to belong to you. Do you remember the brother? Say, God will give it to you. They say, brother, say, I don't care. Thou says the Lord. Hear me, folks. It's not a prosperity gospel. If I live a holy life, and my neighbor is a drunkard. But he sees me suffering. Isn't he going to laugh at my God? Isn't he going to laugh at my God? Tell me, I don't go to church. I drink my whiskey. My car is paid up. My house is paid up. My children are not sick. You worship God. But look how things are. Oh, somebody say, don't preach it like that. Sometimes the theology and church doctrine have clogged up your faith line. Do you hear? Clogged your faith line. But today I refuse that theology. I refuse that doctrine. David says, I've been a young man. Now I'm an old man. I've never seen the righteous being forsaken by the Lord. That's the scripture. I say, that's the scripture. God does not need permit. Home affairs permit to make you prosper, brother. Mm-mm. I've never said it. God said, I want to bless you, but where is your payment? No. 
Never. God, God needs your faith. That's all he needs. He needs your faith. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I take you at your own way. The promise is mine. God needs that attitude. That's all. But, says doctrine and theology. Ah, wow, brother. Oh, Pastor, oh, let's wait for rapture. <laughs> rapture is not a, is not a, people think rapture is like a, you know, the emergency exit. <laughs> no, no. Rapture is for the overcomer. Not the here. People that overcame. Overcame what? Some of you need to overcome your banks. Your bank thinks he's your God. You need to overcome it. <laughs> My God is above this bank. My God is above this doctor. My, even my God is above this church. Because a church can pretend to be a God. A church is not a God. Theology and church doctrine. This morning. You can open up that supernatural channel. Are you with me? In the message, the resurrection of Jesus. Paragraph 11. He says, Satan, in the times past, had blocked, had men blocked off from heaven. And he could not get in contact with heaven. We had lost a network. But when Jesus took his blood and his first veil he rent was the, real, was the veil of death. And the veil of the grave. The veil of the temple. Then the veil of sickness. The veil of fear. And every veil that there was and unveiled God to men went way in above the heavens of heaven and was seated on the right hand of God and sat down as a finished work. All above and there and there, he opened up a channel that God used to come down through the corridors of heaven and talk to mankind in the Garden of Eden. And Satan by sin had blocked it blocked them. But the, the great high priest with his anointed, with his blood, went through every vein and ripped her open and cleared out the skies again that God and man could be father and son and commune again with one another. What a marvelous thing. <laughs> Did you hear? In the Garden of Eden, God came down through a channel and asked, how was it the day today, my family? And they gave him a report and they had a fellowship. But the devil blocked that channel. But Jesus, through his blood, Brother says he rent every veil, veil of fear, veil of sickness, and opened up that channel. That means 
as it was with Adam, God can come down. Today, not in Adam's house. In your house, brother Mafaka. And you commune with God. And you can even ask, where is your wife? And you talk to God about issues. Are you with me, folks? Now, in God's provided way of healing, paragraph 29, it says, now, when you receive the inspiration that Jesus Christ died for your sickness is that, is that very hour that your healing has come. That's right. When you receive from heaven that Jesus died for your sins, you've already accepted it. You have already? At that moment, you, you've already accepted it. You don't need any prayer for you then. You don't? Let's, let's concentrate on this one. Amen. All right. They will come back. You do, it, it says, now, you don't need any prayer for you then. You have already accepted it. It's, it is settled. <laughs> Brethren, have you ever seen when God just nudges you in your heart and says, do this and this shall be, and it just happens? There wasn't a prayer, but it was a still small voice. At that moment, that said, it's yours. And you accepted it in your heart. And that settled it. Now, we can preach the word, explain the word, but you have to, you have to receive the word. Oh, hallelujah. That's what sets it afire, brother. When you receive it, the revelation, remember we said revelation is what opens the channel. When you receive it, the revelation, something slips out of the unseen world yonder comes rolling down through a mystical channel somewhere into your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. That says, now I see it. Your eyes, hallelujah, your eyes brighten. Your leaves that hung down. This is now a physical, a supernatural action achieving the physical results. Every muscle in your body seems to rejoice. Something is going to happen. You don't need to be in a prayer line then. You've got it then. Brother Chetty didn't need to come to the prayer line. As the word was going forth, he was, he was saying, Lord, it's my time. I need it. The Holy Spirit answered him in real time. And opened the way where he was going. 
And I remember in that service, I said, we can change things in this church that are out there. And things did. Folks, we cannot just preach about God and he's not being backed up by performing his way. Yes, there is a preaching. I love preaching. But preaching alone is not enough. Preaching alone is just a religion. But when preaching becomes something that God performs, Brother Bram say, watch when the word is being preached. Watch if it gets performed. If it gets performed, then you must know it's God. Brother Bram says, Paragraph 30. If, if everybody in this building at this time would get in that kind of an attitude, every person would be perfectly Healed. Which 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 attitude? Switching into the supernatural, allowing you and God to have a contact, having nothing clocked up, and something rolling out yonder and drops into your soul, and you you, you begin your eyes brighten up, your smile your smile returns, every muscle rejoices. Then you say something is going to happen. Then brother say, if everyone in the building could get into that attitude now, every person would be perfectly healed. And I want you to take it further. Every situation would be resolved. And every demon will be defeated. When we get into that attitude. Are you ready with Brother Chetty's testimony? Yes. Are we ready? If we are ready, I'm going to close with it. Because I think it is very profound. Are you happy, folks? Amen. It's good when somebody speaks it for themselves. Just switch off this light. This light. God bless you. Is it frozen? The devil is fighting this testimony, but we will hear it. Hallelujah. I thought they were ready. Brother Mutawa, as you come and just sing, let's just sing. He has done great things. Now let me know once they are ready. Don't forget to take a copy.
Amen. Actually, we can even be generous. Take two copies. Take two copies of each, but don't put it at home. Give it to somebody and say, I thought of you. I'm giving you to read. Oh, brothers, let's focus on the music. If it's not coming up, let's not worry. We, tr- we try. He has done great things. He's so good.
Oh, we love 
amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I once was an empty space.
Sunday worship and song, Brother Dipadi will wrap up in prayer for us. Zinani Zibongoza Wangitenga
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity that you have granted in our lives to come to your house, Lord. Mm. Father, we are grateful, Heavenly Father. It is really worth, Heavenly Father, to come in fellowship with thee. Mm. Father, we thank the weight that you have brought, Heavenly Father, to mm. us, Heavenly Father. Indeed, it is manna from heaven, Heavenly Father. It is fresh, Heavenly Father. It must be consumed, Heavenly Father, once and for all, Heavenly Father. Mm. That's why, Father, this Heavenly Father day, Heavenly Father, we say, Father, we have used our pastor, Heavenly Father, mm. to come and give us such food, Heavenly Father. You, to know, Heavenly Father, that you know, everything, Heavenly Father, that we have declared, Heavenly Father, it's possible. We yes. must just believe and accept Let it, it Heavenly so Father. Father. It will come to pass. Heavenly Amen. Father, give us that, Heavenly Father, belief in ourselves, Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, may we rise, Heavenly Father, above the situations, Heavenly Father, so that we can attain heavenly heavenly places, Heavenly Father, Thank where there are heavenly gifts, Heavenly Father. Father, this Heavenly Father, may it be, Heavenly Father, that whoever, those that have come ill, Heavenly Father, seek, Heavenly Father, Father, we declare healing for them in this hour, mm. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, yes, Heavenly Father. Father. We see you on the move, Heavenly yes. Father. There were testimony that has went forth, Heavenly Father. Mm. How proud, Heavenly Father, how privileged, Heavenly Father, to see that God, Heavenly Father, is still alive, Heavenly Father. Exactly. To see that God is still doing great things Thank in our lives, Heavenly Jesus. Father. We know it is not an easy, Heavenly Father. Yes. We know we are living in this world, Heavenly Father, that is dying, Heavenly Father. Mm. For a person, Heavenly Father, to be pointed by the gun, Heavenly Father, mm. but nothing that has happened to that soul, Heavenly mm. Father. Father, we can only say it is the hand of you, yes. Heavenly Father, the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father. Those, Heavenly Father, that are seeking work, Heavenly Father, you still providing, Heavenly so Father. Father. Continue, Heavenly Father, to provide for our needs, Heavenly yes. Father. Be at work, Heavenly Father. Be in our physical body, Heavenly Heavenly mm. Father, be in our houses, Heavenly Father, Thank be in our Lord businesses, Jesus. Heavenly Father, be at our place of work, Heavenly Father. Yes. We pray, we say, Father, be with us, Heavenly Father. Mm. We call upon your name every day, Heavenly Father, to protect us, to lead us, to guide us, Heavenly yes. Father. In above everything, Heavenly Father, may we be humble, Heavenly Let Father, so and accept this gospel, Heavenly yes. Father, and continue, Heavenly Father, with our lives, Heavenly Father, to witnesses to other, Heavenly mm. Father. We commit, Heavenly Father, whatever that has happened today that to you, Heavenly Father, we say bless it more, Heavenly it Father. So we will be traveling to our home, Father. Mm -hmm. We say we need those mercies, Heavenly Father. Yes. At our home, Heavenly Father, we need you, Heavenly Father. All these things we pray, we grant, we, we pray, Heavenly Father, we believe in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Are we ready, brothers? You may take your seats. God bless you. Till we see you next Sunday. Have a blessed week. Shalom. Brother Sister says he's going to let's pray after service. Whatever Satan has put here, we are moving. We are moving. We are moving under our control in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Shalom. Shalom and God bless. Uh, 
Dear brothers and sisters, I would just like to give a quick testimony with regards to God's grace and mercy that He had uh, provided for me. Uh, getting my job and um, amazing grace that was with me last week Sunday. Uh, and I'm sure you guys know that you know I was just wasn't working and it wasn't going too well and last week Sunday just waking up early in the morning and I just had a, such a you know a situation that my heart was so burdened just got before the Lord and poured my heart out and I said, Lord, just one more day of my life. I got up from there, in any case, I just, about five, ten minutes before we could leave the service, I get a phone call from a friend of mine and said, somebody didn't take us at the job. Do you want to take this job? I said, yes. She said, it's fine, we're going to travel today. I need to be there today in Melsburg. So I was so happy, thank God for that, so I went to service, the pastor was preaching and I knew my heart was troubled because I was just concerned about, um, I was concerned about um, the medicals, uh, my eyesight isn't good, I needed uh, tested uh, glasses for the job that I'm going to do, so I was just so concerned. I just thought, how am I ever going to do this? And I had my mind on that and in the service, you know, tripping in and out of the service. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to interrupt the service at the end of the service, you know, while Pastor preaching and just tell him, look, I need special prayer, please, because this is the problem. I, I need this. It's my only job that I have, and I, I, I need, I need, I need, uh, some, you know, God's intervention in this. And it wasn't even five minutes, maybe about three. And all of a sudden, Pastor spoke out and he said that the way has been cleared for you. He said, Brother Chitty, he says, the way has been cleared for you. And immediately I knew that was God. And, I, and I, in my heart, I said, that's mine. I received that and I know the way has been cleared. And that's it. I'm just going to believe that with all my heart and that's it, finished. I just knew that. In any case, it was just on my way, I left and I went to there. And when I got there, Monday morning, <clears throat> I had to do this test. I did the, the sugar test, my friend was in front of me, get there to do the eye test. The nurse that was doing the eye test was a very, very strict person, you could see that. And she had already failed my friend because his blood pressure was a bit high. And uh, I'm just watching everything through the window there. And I just thought, how am I going to ever make it here? And I'm just thinking, Lord, please. I remember what Pastor said, the way is clear. I said, I believe that. And that's it. That settles it, you know. And um, as, as I watched, something strange happened in front of my eyes. There was another nurse that either came in, she was on sick leave or something of that sort, but she had come in. in. There was some conversation that was going on there. And then there was a switch of nurses and... One that was strict said to her, okay, you carry on here, I'm, I'm, I'm going there on that side. And so she took over, and then when she took over, she smiled at me, and I came there. You must read the number eight line, I couldn't read it. She said, can you read number seven line? I tried, and I said, no, I can't. I was so scared because, I don't know, my eyes were never so bad. And then I, she said, number six line, I said, no, I tried. Number five line was just so bad, I could see, you know, just with the one eye. 
And she was also so scared, you know, because you could see I was just failing it in just with the one eye and I memorized it with the other eye and I gave out the alphabets that was there. She looked at me and she wrote on the chart, I vision 20 out of 20. I was just, I was so shocked. I was just shocked. I was so shocked. And then I came out and my friend told me that yeah, she failed me. The other nurse failed him, you know, and I, and I said, you know what? I want to tell you something that I'm prayed in my heart for you. And I prayed in my heart for him. And then as it just went along there, as it just went along, and uh, through the testing, and then there was pressure from our company that those certificates need to be in quickly as possible. And when we got to the final, that the, 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 the strict nurse was doing the finals there. And uh, something happened in some way, there was some issue there, but she just quickly explained friends situation and just went out and when we came out of the office and then my friend said I know I'm always here for that shutdown and he told me straight and he said to me I know her she would send you to the doctors and you would never get in like that I had ex bad experiences with her so that's the love of God it's so wonderful that I thought I would share uh, with my brothers and sisters we really appreciate so God bless you. Shalom. Dear brothers, I just left out uh, the blessing that I had with my ear test. Uh, just to add on, uh, the last time I did an ear test, I failed it completely in one year. It was complete failure. Uh, the one that I had done now after my eye test was more stringent. And uh, I was the same thing. I just prayed and the nurse that was busy with it and I, she asked, how's the years? I said, and I said to her, I said to her, look, uh, you know, it's not so good after the years, but uh, I know it'll go through, you know, I just spoke positive, trusting the Lord, and when it finished off, and then uh, she didn't say anything, it went to the main nurse for assessment, and everything went through, there was nothing wrong with it. So, so everything was accepted by God's grace.